You know, we've been talking about Kevin McCarthy the last couple of days. And it's, yeah, I, 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 I equated it to, to Nancy Pelosi. And when, when Nancy Pelosi was speaker, you know, there, there were the fringe that would yap and talk and, and say whatever. Nonsense. But Nancy Pelosi always had things under wraps. Nancy Pelosi drove a very hard bargain. You didn't talk unless you were spoken to. You didn't move unless you were told to do so. Nancy Pelosi was in control. And it was a very small majority of Republicans that sided with Democrats to oust Kevin McCarthy. 4% of the GOP caucus revolted. And now Kevin McCarthy finds himself on the outside with no power, no real path going forward. And and now Republicans are left scrambling and quite frankly, with egg on their face because they weren't able to keep their house in order. Marissa Ayati is a politics reporter with The Washington Post and joins us. Uh, Marissa, good to talk with you. Thanks for having me. What did you make of the job Kevin McCarthy did as speaker? Not necessarily in terms of the politics, but in terms of keeping the caucus on the same page. Uh, Well, I think what happened Tuesday sort of uh, indicates the way that things ended up for him in terms of keeping his Republican conference on the same page. Um, Obviously, a few members. Uh, decided to exercise the power that they negotiated with him several months ago to decide that they didn't want him in that role anymore. Um, He had worked with Democrats over the weekend on some funding matters to keep the government open. And a few of the uh, members on the hard right of Republican, uh, I'm sorry, Representative McCarthy's uh, conference did not like that. So I I think in terms of keeping his conference together, uh, Tuesday sort of sums it up. It almost feels like the Kevin McCarthy speakership was like a Quentin Tarantino film. Like we got the we got the ending and the outcome first, and then we we watched the story unfold. Like the way that Kevin McCarthy came into power was so tedious. It was so it it was it was inching forward. It took fifteen rounds of voting to get him into power, and and I I think that in the end it it truly was a sign of things to come. His, his speakership was, was very short. Um, usually with speakers of the House, we measure their terms in years, and we remember a lot of their names because they served for a while, and he obviously kind of came and went pretty quickly. In terms of, of the, the small grouping and in, in, in the, uh, uh, the small grouping of Republicans that, that led the charge in ousting Kevin McCarthy, how... How big of a role do you see them having in under the next speaker? And are there ramifications, do you feel, will be that, that will be imposed on them because of, of this maneuvering? I can't speculate too much about what will happen next. I, I think uh, we've all learned the, the danger of, of trying to guess what will happen in, in uh, national politics these days. But um, but obviously, you know, those two members are certainly influential at the moment. Um, they cast themselves as outsiders, as populists to some extent. And even as the House seeks a new speaker, they uh, don't want someone who's, who's part of what they consider the establishment. So those those fractures in the Republican conference are are certainly going to continue to be a factor in what happens next. How do they trudge forward now? Because 
you know, they, they passed a, sco- a stopgap spending measure, but they're going to have to address this again in the coming weeks. And and, um, you know, there are other big things that they're going to have to consider moving forward, especially going into an election cycle. How do they manage those priorities in the House going forward uh, when when currently uh, there there is no speaker of the House? There's an interim, um, but they've got to elect one. How, how do they navigate this time going forward? Yeah, I actually think one of one of the more interesting things about the situation that we're in right now is that the acting speaker does not have the full authority of a speaker who's been elected by House members. And so the House really does need to elect a new, more permanent speaker before it can do anything else, including coming to an agreement uh, to fund the government. And so I think that there's going to be some clock watching in the coming weeks as we approach this mid-November deadline for uh, for extending funding to see if they can overcome their overcome their divisions to whatever degree and, and get a new speaker in and then uh, proceed on to these more substantive issues. Well, it, it's a very interesting situation, um, and and again, I think the next speaker and 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 maybe you can weigh in on this too. The, the next speaker is going to to a certain extent be um beholden to that that other small fracture that small fraction of the republican party uh, on the house floor because you need those votes it's such a narrow majority how much power do you think they wield going forward in in the the election of a new speaker yeah i mean they the uh the house could revise their their rules again the the uh, the way that we got to such a small majority or, or a small number having so much sway in terms of um, McCarthy being in that role or not being in that role is negotiations that were made in January when McCarthy was trying to be elected into the position. And so he sort of relaxed the threshold for a member being able to begin the process of trying to oust him. And so I think there are already members who are saying, uh, you know, this this way of doing things can't stand or there's just going to be a constant churn of any time a member doesn't like what the speaker is doing an attempt to mm. to push them out and, and we can't get anything done this way. Well, what's next for Kevin McCarthy, do you think? Well, that uh, that I don't know. Uh, he has said he's not uh, running for speaker again, but beyond that, we'll see. I guess it'll be interesting to see if he backs anybody who is running to be the next speaker. Yeah. No, I I, I think it will be interesting going forward. Marissa Ayati uh, with The Washington Post. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Thank you. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. My, my, my concern with, for the Republicans going forward over these next couple of days is whether it's Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the type of personality that Kevin McCarthy had in terms of leadership behind the scenes, but you know, Jim Jordan seems to be a little bit more of a forceful representative. You know, Steve Scalise obviously has had a tremendous amount of power uh, during his time over the last really decade or so in the House of Representatives. So I, I, I think those candidates have pull, and I think Kevin McCarthy did too, but I almost wonder if Republicans now look to somebody more with like an, uh, uh, leading with an iron fist, right? And, and again, I, I, I hearken back to Nancy Pelosi. You know, Nancy Pelosi's little old lady, but you don't cross Nancy Pelosi. You don't 
you don't get in the way of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi had a tremendous amount of power, not only as a speaker, but behind the scenes. And so, you know, it's almost like uh, Marcus Aurelius in, in yeah. Gladiator, the thumbs up, thumbs down. That was Nancy Pelosi. You want you want more money fundraising? Thumbs up. You you know sh- you did something to cross her. Thumbs down. Your your, your political career is dead. I also saw yesterday somebody was commenting that they need to change the rules about one person can out, what oust the speaker. Or Marissa was saying they said it's just whoever they put in there. It doesn't matter. It's just another driver on the same clown car. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And so I I going forward, how they manage that I think is going to be very telling. And again, I you know, the Matt Gates of the world. I mean, Matt Gates is going to run for governor of Florida. He is self-serving as they come. And I, you know, pardon me if I don't necessarily buy what he's he's selling. You want to weigh in 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon. 